1: I want you quickly to open your Bibles. We're having a worship night, a praise night, so I want to talk to you out of the book of Psalms, the 100th Psalm tonight. Uh, If you would, open your Bibles quickly. I want to bring you a message entitled, Dealing with Question Marks. Dealing with Question Marks. Father, I humbly ask you tonight as we're about to read your word. If I want you to stand with me for prayer in the word, right fest. I feel a reverence of the Holy Spirit in this house. We humbly stand before you. We honor you. We respect you. And Lord, we ask you, Holy Father, with our hearts and hands turned toward heaven, speak to us. Impart something in us that will make us be different on the other side. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. The word says in Psalms 100, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord, come on now, with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge, watch this now. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Verse number four, I would encourage you to underline this. Enter his gates with. Thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. I want to go back to verse 4 for just a moment and read it again. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. The word we would use for thanksgiving today is more to be grateful, to have an attitude of gratitude. And so tonight I want to talk to you about the power of gratitude in your worship, the power of gratitude in your life just for a few moments, I want to point you in the direction of what the Lord can do for you in your heart, in your soul, that will change the world around you. This is important because we must realize that we are told the way in. Have you ever tried to explain to somebody how to get somewhere and no matter how hard you try, they can't figure out how to get in? The other day, I was following my GPS, and it said turn here, and there was not a turn there. And I turned there, and there was not there. And I went up and turned around and came back and found an alternative way up. When I got up there, I could see there was a hidden way in, but you couldn't see the way in. I think sometimes we feel like we're banned from the presence of God But the reality is, we simply have not keyed in to the key that we are given in this passage that will open the access to the presence of God. For you see that gratitude is the door to God's presence. When you learn to have a grateful heart, can I get an amen for that? When you learn to enter into his, court, his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. When you realize that we have a responsibility to give him praise, we have a responsibility to give him thanksgiving, but we also have an opportunity to give him praise and an opportunity to enter into a deeper place with him. How many of you understand that you can get deeper into his presence with a better attitude than a negative attitude? Come on, amen. Now, just think about people in your own life. You walk up to your boss, you say to your boss, I got some problems that I want to tell you about. And your boss looks at you and says, you better keep on stepping. How many know what I'm talking about? But if you go to your boss and say, boss, I want you to know how much you mean to me and how much your your caring ear is and all of these things, and then you begin to lay out the issues that you have, they're more likely to hear you because your gratitude, your act of thanksgiving has given you entrance to the conversation. And I fear that probably what has hindered most of us in our lives is not that we don't know how. It's that we don't know uh, or we will not accept the simplicity of if I begin to change the way I approach things, everything begins to be rewritten. If I begin to shift my mindset, my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit. If I begin to shift my mindset and I get a grateful heart, some of you said, well, they ought to be glad I'm in church tonight. No, we ought to be glad God let us come together as the body of Christ tonight because God has been good to us. You see, Thanksgiving is how we enter into God's gates. It's how we literally get into God's house. It is the password as it were. Come on now, amen. People say all kinds of passwords, you know, and and, and uh, I don't know why. I, I just remember uh, the little rascals. anybody old enough to remember the little rascals <laughs> sticking their uh, What's the password? Come on now, to the, what, what was it? The He-Man Women Haters Club or something like that? What's the password? You know, and, and they weren't going to open the door because you didn't know the password, and somehow they'd go around and try to find another way in, you know, and they were always. They were always changing the password when they wanted somebody excluded. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change the password to try to keep you out. He said if you'll get an attitude of gratitude, if you'll begin to enter in with thanksgiving, he will always open the door for you. There is a consistency in knowing that no matter what you've done, all you need to do is begin to change who you are into an attitude. If you can get thankful for his grace, you can connect to his grace. Come on, amen. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself. You see, if you want to have a conversation with someone or you want to have fellowship with someone, it really helps if you're both in the same house. Think about that for a moment. Now, you know, well, you can call on the phone. Now, listen to me. I'm not talking about an aided uh, electronic conversation, but if, if you're trying to converse with someone... I mean, think about it. You can have a limited conversation, a a limited fellowship if someone is in the house and somebody's outside the house, but it's going to be a little strange. I do it like this. And my wife has this gift. And we don't communicate well when I'm outside trying to tell her what, to, what I need from her. Because you see, the grill is outside, and what I'm saying is spatula. <laughs> and she's like, why do you need spaghetti? You understand what I'm saying? Because when one of you is in a different place, see gratitude elevates your level up out of the darkness of depravity of your bitterness and your problems and your struggles and when you get a grateful heart it elevates your level to where it puts you into god's house into god's i I don't know who needs this tonight but i've come to preach to somebody what you need to hear instead of trying to decide if you like where you are you ought to start thanking god and say wheresoever i find myself i am therefore content why because i walk with him i live with him in him i live i move i I breathe, I have my being, Scripture says. You see, some of us are busy trying to talk to God from outside the house. You have to scream at the top of your voice. And just because it's louder does not make it deeper. Deeper. You'll have a hard time hearing what the other person is saying if it's distorted because they're shouting from a distance. I, you know, I, I'm amazed at how land works and there's a house up behind our house up on the hill and, and, and they can be standing on their porch and they can say to their child in this tone of voice, okay, they can say to their child, pick up your toys. Down the hill I hear, pick up your toys. I can hear every word. I'm not going to do it, but if I want to respond, they—half of them are in my yard. <laughs> no, not really, but if I wanted to respond, that if, I would say I would have to say, "Half of them are in my yard." Scream it, because we're on different planes. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. And every time they'll say, hello, and I'll say, hello, and they they start walking down the hill because they can't even, I mean, the word is hello, because they can't hear me from the higher plane. If you're willing to walk in those low places of sin what you're finding out is not that God is not listening. It's that you're not coming up to the place that he's given you to speak from. And he's clearly said to you, if you'll become grateful for what I have done in your life, you'll become grateful for where you are. Become great. See, most of you say, well, I just don't like where I am. But until you get grateful for it, you better plan on staying there a while. Well, let me just hurry because I, I could get stuck here. You see... You get a glimpse of that person, maybe through a window, and that's actually how many Christians relate to God. They say, oh, I wish I could hear God's voice clearer. I wish I could feel his presence stronger. Can I just tell you tonight, maybe the problem is you haven't entered in through the gates yet. Or it's been a long time since you came into the house. It's been a long time since you worship the way you used to worship. If you've lost the joy of your salvation, it's not—it's not about looking for joy somewhere else. It's about entering back into His presence. Amen. Making sense? Yeah. <laughs> you see, when you come to Him, most of the time, what's the first thing we say when we come to God? Help me. I need. I want. Help me. But it doesn't say enter into his presence screaming, help. It says enter into his gates through gratitude, enter into his gates through thanksgiving. And then once you've entered when you get inside and then you're already in the right position in the house then you can say help if you want to or if you need to then you can ask him but that's not how you enter you enter in through gratitude I told someone the other day the highest praise does not happen from your position of victory but the highest praise happens from your position of pain so every time you start to pray, start with thanksgiving. Every single day, start with thanksgiving. Every single prayer. When you wake up, be glad that you woke up. Come on now, amen. It's an opportunity to worship. Every single... Somebody said, but it's too early. Well, well, thank God you got up. And if your clock messed up and you overslept instead of complaining about oversleeping. Thank God that you slept as long as somebody else wanted to sleep. Come on, amen. (laughs) Every single day, start with thanksgiving because that's how you get into God's presence. Here's what I want you to understand today. This is a truth. The first truth is we get into God's house through thanksgiving and gratitude. The second thing I want you to realize tonight is that gratitude brings freedom into your life. Gratitude will break the bonds that hold you. You see, gratitude brings freedom because with your gratitude, you enter into the presence of God. Now, stay with me. With gratitude, you enter into the presence of? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is? Freedom. So if I can get into the presence of God with gratitude, I then find freedom freedom because I have entered into His presence. How do I enter into His presence? With thanksgiving, with a heart of gratitude. And if I'm looking for my freedom, what I need to do is stop whining about it and start praising God because He is my deliverer, He is my hope, He is my ever present help in my hour of trouble. (laughs) You see, Gratitude brings an element of freedom, a spiritual freedom. If you're down in your spirit, man, what you need is a prescription of gratitude. Yes, it Be thankful. We, we found people worshiping in the presence of the Lord. Be thankful that people were worshiping in the presence of God. I know churches that, that, that can't buy a move of God. I'm telling you. They'll bring in this one, that one, and that, and every. But I've come to tell you, we should be thankful that all we have to do is begin to lift up his name, and we can have a revival in our souls, and a fire begins to burn in us. May it burn so bright. What did the preacher of old say? Let it burn so bright, everybody else wants to come and watch it burn. Amen. Amen. If you need emotional freedom, gratitude's what'll set you free. Right. If you need relational freedom, Gratitude yes. is what will set you free. Amen. And if you need physical freedom, gratitude is what will bring you to a higher plane that will enable you to walk in victory and freedom. Now, Pastor, do you really believe this? Well, the Bible talks about it a good bit. But one story I want to talk to you about for just a moment is the story of Jonah the prophet. Now, how many of you remember Jonah being one of the first Bible stories you ever heard, Jonah and the whale, Right? We decorate our nurseries with them. Jonah in the well. Well, the reason that Jonah ends up in the fish, the scripture Jesus said, a great fish. The reason he ends up in this great fish is because God showed up and told Jonah to go preach in Nineveh. Now I thought it was interesting. I learned something in studying for this. Nineveh is uh, the modern-day city of Mosul in Iraq, which was the the ISIS stronghold that was on uh, the news for a long time. And, and so that's that was Nineveh. Okay. And so God told him to go there. Well, a lot of historians believe that the reason was not that he just they were they had been raiders, but that they had recently killed a relative of Jonah. So Jonah had formed an attitude of bitterness toward these people. He despised them. We would say today, he was racist against them. He was speaking from their place of pain. He was speaking from their place of struggle. And as he looked at them, he, he thought, Lord, I'll go anywhere, but don't ask me to go minister to them. The people who wronged me, the people who hurt me, the people that have, 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 have done me wrong, don't ask me to go there and minister to them. And so what does he do? He flees from them because he didn't like the people of that city, so he went the opposite direction. He ended up in a boat, ends up being thrown overboard. I know I'm taking, making a short a long story shorter, but what happens? Then something happens. He swallowed, and he's inside of a fish for how long? Three days, okay, and three nights. That's a whole new level of problems right there, folks. Come on, think about that. Your problem before is you're a little racist. Now you're in the belly of a fish in the bottom of the sea. I'll give you one guess what what song just went through my mind. There's a hole. There's a hole. (laughs) Have you ever heard the hole in the log in the bottom of the seat? Yeah. (laughs) How many gonna sing that the rest of the night? Yeah. Yeah. But now that's another level of problems. That's another level of struggles. God told him to do something he didn't want to do. He runs from God. Can I just tell you, running from God will take you into a whole new level of problems? That's right. I respect that you have problems, and I have problems. (laughs) None of us are in the belly of a great fish right now <laughs> who just thought in your spirit that might be easier oh let me preach on you see jonah is inside the belly of the fish and the most horrible piece of circumstance that you can imagine is happening to him but what did jonah do inside the belly of the fish jonah chapter 2 verse number nine jonah 2 9 says this but i will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and i will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the lord alone maybe we ought to translate that god I'm going to praise you because I, I, you deserve the praise. I offer you what you already deserve, but I also declare that I realize nobody can deliver me but you. I realize that I got myself in this boat, and I can't blame you, and I can't blame anybody else. I have I have put my not in a boat, in a fish. I have gotten myself in this fish. And I will confess I need you God but God that does not change the fact that I don't know how and I don't know why but I'm somewhere I can feel the pressure I can hear the waters rushing I know that I was swallowed and it's been three days I'm awake I'm cognitive and I know that you somehow are sustaining me can I tell you some of you all you can do is see the mess that you're sticking in the mess that has surrounded you but you ought to realize You're still breathing. You're still seeing. You're still able because God's brought you this far because God wants to bring you out. But what you've got to... What you've got to learn is what he did. So in the belly of the fish, Jonah begins to give God thanks. He begins to thank God. God, I don't know how you're keeping me, but you're keeping me. I don't know why I'm in this, but I well I do know why I'm in this, and I don't know how I'll ever get out of this, but that doesn't change the fact you've given me time to call upon your name. And if I die in this situation, then I die declaring the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is faithful and he alone is my servant. I wish somebody would help me here tonight. Come on now. Give God some praise. You see, it's not because of his circumstances, but it's in his circumstances that he finds gratitude. In the middle of where he was, I understand what it's like to be going through something you don't want to go through. I understand what it's like to have the wind knocked out of you. I understand what it's like when you can't find your voice to sing and worship. I understand those things. But if you allow that to pull you down and pull you under, you're giving up when all you have to do is realize you are one step away from the very presence of God. And why don't you, why don't you declare that the Lord is good and I give you thanks and I give you praise, oh God. Amen. Amen. Pastor, that's good in theory. Well, let me just give you more than theory. I'll give you verse number 10. He started doing what inside the fish? Praise. What's the principle I'm teaching you? Gratitude brings freedom. How many of you feel like you, how I many you know you're pretty caught when you're in the belly of a fish? Yeah. You don't have much freedom. The minute he began to give thanks. Jonah 2.10. So the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Next verse. (laughs) I was like, Lord, you're good. Might I dare say that what might be the only thing keeping you where you are, keeping you bound the way you're bound, is your attitude about it, is your thought process about it, is the way you're looking at it, the way you're viewing it, the way you're dealing with it, why don't you change the way you're looking at it, why don't you change the way you're dealing, am I making sense to anybody tonight, why don't you lift up your eyes to the hills from which come of your help, and call on the name of the Lord, and realize, somebody goes, well, I don't want to be vomited up, I'd rather be vomited up than digested up, come on now, amen. So get me out of here, Jesus. But I don't know. I'm not doing it to manipulate you, and I'm not doing it. So, Lord, even if you don't save me, you're still worthy. Amen. Brent, why don't you get up and run around the room for me? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All oh. right, run for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Blake, because you see, young young skinny preachers run for themselves. The rest of us have designated runners. Come on, amen. God is good. Praise God. Thanksgiving brings deliverance. I do believe that if you just keep keep thanking God, keep thanking God, keep thanking God. Keep thanking God. Sooner or later, freedom will come. Uh, I just had a, I wrote here, sooner or later, that fish is going to spit you out. But I thought to myself, if you keep praising God, you keep bringing God into a bad situation, it's going to get to where it can't stand you anymore because it's going to get afraid you're going to affect the others around you. I feel this. Oh, my goodness. There was nobody else in the fish with him. But the fish yielded to the delivering power of God. How many of you understand your circumstance maybe just waiting to yield to what God has for you, that you just have to enter in to his presence? You see, gratitude is a daily choice. It's something you have to make up your mind about every single day. You see, Acts 16 says, Paul and Silas were beaten with rods. They were put into inner, the inner cell of a jail because of that. They were chained up, and their feet were fastened to the stock. And, of course, they could have sat there, and this is where I got the title for this message. They could have sat there with a whole lot of question marks to deal with. I mean, let me say this again. They're chained up. It's dark. It's dark. They're beaten, and they don't see any way out. They could have sat there with a whole lot of question marks to deal with. They could have said, well, we did what Jesus asked us to do. How come all this happened to us? Ever been there? They could have created a grudge, grown some bitterness, Fed some disappointment and all kinds of things and stayed in their cell. But instead, but what? Instead. They chose to do something completely different. We read in Acts chapter 16, verse number 25. That it was around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and, to the, other, and the other prisoners were listening. Do you know how you translate that? They were loud. <laughs> Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Did what? <laughs> fell off. Oh, what did I tell you? That gratitude brings freedom. Gratitude brings deliverance. What we're seeing here is an example of the fact that you you can never fully control your circumstances, but you can always fully control your attitudes. You can make. Somebody said, "I just want to be happy." Happiness is a decision. It is a decision that you can make. You, you know what? I, how I know that? I've raised children. I've seen kids look at something that you worked hard for and go, huh, 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 huh. I've seen the same children in a different attitude. Lay the thing you worked hard to buy down and play with a box until there was nothing left of the box. Why? Because they knew joy was waiting for them there, but they were going to have all the fun right here. Do you know what I'm talking about? Attitude really affects everything, and you can make up your mind. You can never be in full control of whatever happens to you, but you can always have full control regarding the attitudes with which you respond to your circumstances. Paul and Silas made a choice. Even though we suffer, even though our bodies hurt, and even though we don't really understand the situation, yet we will worship, and yet we will give thanks because the Lord is still good, and he's still been better to us than we deserve. Amen. Listen to me. We will... How many know he's good? Lord, you're good. You're good. We thank you because you're good. We will stay in an attitude of gratitude. And the beautiful thing with this story is this. Their decision to respond to these trials the way that they did with gratitude not only released them, but it also allowed them to affect everyone around them because the Scripture says that the chains fell off of them All. Not only did the chains fall up, but the prison doors opened up. Every chain in the prison was loosed. Every prison door was open wide. Meaning when you and I choose an attitude of gratitude, it will not only affect you, but it will affect everybody around you. How many of you know that stinking attitudes make other people's days get worse? But if you will, if you will lift up your eyes, you can affect the, it becomes contagious. Come on now, amen. How many of you ever had somebody buy your, your, your meal at the drive-thru? Anybody? It makes you know, you think, well, I'll just buy the meal of the person behind me. Because it passes on. How many of you have ever looked up and you look behind you and it's this little college girl and you're like, oh, thank God, she can't eat much anyways, amen? <laughs> so you pass it on. He so said, just add hers to them. And they're like, it'll be $2.32 more cents. I said, that's fine. <laughs> what do you do when you look up? And there's a suburban full of a family. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> How much is theirs? <laughs> Tell them I said, God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I get it. But because someone else's actions... Changed your day, it makes you look to change someone else's. Yeah. And sometimes you buy the whole suburban. <laughs> because they're probably the broke ones. The, the little girl, she's still eating on mom and daddy's money. Come on, amen. Yeah. Now don't get mad at me. I know everybody's not that way. We've said that that gratitude is the door into God's presence. We've said tonight that gratitude brings freedom. Gratitude is a daily choice. But choosing gratitude means letting go of something else. I want you to listen to what I'm saying here. While I was writing this, I was thinking of you. I was thinking of you. It's because I want to see you walk in freedom. I don't care if you graduate or not. I'm fine if you just stay forever. (laughs) But what I really want, I mean, I like you, is I don't want to see you graduate and then see you in six months in six more months. But I want to see you free in two more years, five more years, and ten more years. I I want you to show up at my funeral and say, the first time I heard him preach, it freaked me out. (laughs) But God changed my life. And as I was writing this, I thought of you. I thought, well, that shirt's stained with service. Come on now. I thought of you. And I realize that so many times the reason you can't get where you want to go is because there's something inside of you that you got to let go of. And I'm not just preaching to them. I'm just telling them I thought of them. And the only reason that I'm talking to them is because I thought of them, but it, it affects all of us. Some of you are afraid you'll never find love again, but the reality is you won't until you let something go. You can't destroy the life of the person you're with because of the sins of the person that left you. You see, gratitude and grudges cannot coexist. One will kick out the other, and it's up to us to choose which one we meditate upon. To choose what we let go of and what we want to keep in our lives. If you want to live a life of gratitude, you need to let go of certain things. Here we go. Stay with me. Maybe it's the bitterness against your parents. Maybe it's a grudge against your former pastor or your current pastor. Thank you for not saying amen. (laughs) Maybe it's disappointment toward God because he didn't answer your prayer at that specific occasion. There was a time in my life I thought, God, where are you? And I realized I was not ready for what I was asking for. And it would have wiped me out. I don't know why, I just failed to tell the story. There's this, uh, it was this, Christine and I were newlyweds and we were trying to get our first home. And we were pastoring and, and, and the income, I think, you know, I, I came on here and I was making a generous sum of uh, $226 a month in the 90s. But God met our every need, and we were trying our best to find a uh, a house to buy. And I don't know if you know, banks don't like to give somebody making two hundred twenty-six dollars a month a house. And we got our our heart set on this tiny little house. I mean, it, it, this whole house is, was smaller than than the flat part of this stage. And we got our heart set. And it reminded me of my parents' first home, and we got our heart set on that little tiny house. And we just. We were trusting God, believing. And as we were believing God for that house, we saw a sign go across the for sale sign that said under contract. We're like, God, but we, we, we felt, we named it, we claimed it, we believed it, we, we sewed into it. We were pushing with everything in us. Well, time went on. I forgot about that little house. We ended up in a beautiful home much more than we could have ever done on our own. It's a supernatural move of God. And as we got into that home, we welcomed our our first child. And then a few years later, we welcomed our second child. And then about a year and a half later, we welcomed our third child. We were out going to visit one of the families in our church, and we drove down that road. and And as we drove down that road... We looked over and I I saw that house and I thought that was that house I wanted so bad. And I was driving a, a minivan at that time. And I looked at the car seats behind me in that minivan. And I looked in there and I saw that my cup runneth over with children, two in diapers. And I looked over at that tiny little house and I Look back at those kids, and this was my prayer. Thank you, God. Amen. Lord, we would have killed each other in that house. <laughs> Thank you, God, that you knew better than me. Amen. You didn't operate on my timetable. You didn't operate on my plans. But God, you knew Better than me. Listen to what I'm about to say to you. If you're disappointed with God because he's not operated on your timetable, it may be the thing that's keeping you in your bondage. You see, sometimes we hold on to bitterness. Sometimes we hold on to grudges. I'm really I'm really trying to get to closer, but listen to it. Sometimes we hold on to bitterness. Sometimes we hold on to grudges. And sometimes we hold on to disappointment toward God because, listen to what I'm about to say, this is going to seem strange, but because we kind of enjoy it. You see, there's something inside of us that likes being angry at someone else and and we feel because we have the right to be angry. We feel, I mean, it's it's kind of all we know. I'm preaching to somebody. But you need to listen to what God has sent me to tell you tonight. We need to let go of that. Let go of that so we can gain something that's more precious. As long as you're keeping that here, you can't, if you're holding that, you can't reach out and bring in what he wants you to bring into your life. This is what I just felt from the Lord. If you're doing this, how easy is it for God to hand you something? But if you're already doing this, oh, thank you, Lord. How much easier is it? For him to put something into your hands that blows your mind. Lord, why do you want me to close this tonight? I just feel this in my heart, and this is what I wrote. I said, I think I'm going to stay with this. In fact, I want you to stand with me. I want to ask you a really blunt question, and I'm going to do something most of you are going to be surprised by. I'm going to open the altar. What do you need to let go of so that you can get into God's presence and find freedom? What do you need to let go of so that you can find thanksgiving and an attitude of gratitude and get into the presence of God and find your deliverance? It's that simple. Now, I know that Sundays are or more rapid, but I I literally have left us time tonight. And I want you to understand, the way we used to do things in the church, and I'm not gonna belabor this, was we we threw that out there, and, and then I said, okay, who needs it? And then I began to realize something, that a lot of times on Sunday mornings, my job is to give you something that everybody needs. But right now, I'm coming back. And I'm saying there are people in this room who need some altar time. Who need to come down and let something go so you can get something better. You need to be determined, God, I'm going to let what's been hindering me down so I can pick up the joy of the Lord because I'm going to be grateful. Now, this is the part that was always strange to me. You knew you obeyed God. You knew you preached what you were supposed to And they will have said amen. Say amen with me. Amen? You've been saying most of you that all night. Then they have to make up their mind. Are they going to bite? Are they willing to invest the time? Are they willing to invest the faith? So I guess my statement to you is this simple thing. I'm going to start praying for you. And if you need to lay something down, you start walking. and Find yourself a place place to pray in this altar. Someone will come and they will lay hands on you, probably on your head or your shoulder, and they're going to pray for you. No one's going to overly disturb you unless you say, I need you to pray this specifically with me. This between you and God. What do you need to let go of? So you can pick up something better. Father, as I begin to pray tonight, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will move in these your people. Lord, I know you've been present. I know that you're here and I know that you've given me this clear instruction. And God, I pray for them that as they begin to come and as they're coming from around this room, Lord, that your Holy Spirit begins to draw them to show them what it is they need to let go of what it is they need to lay down what it is that they have got to drop so they can pick up something better Lord show them show them what it is if it's something they're carrying or something that happened to them, maybe it's disappointment with you, or maybe it's something toward me, or maybe it's something toward someone who was supposed to have, have guarded them, and they didn't guard them, Lord, I don't know what that is, someone that walked out of them, or somebody that harmed them in some way, Lord, I don't know what those things are, but I do know that your presence, and as quickly as, as these many have come, and still some others are coming, I want pastors, leaders, elders from all the campuses that are here, just to, to quickly, their wives, begin to come, and pray over these. Men, uh, find some men, ladies, find some ladies, We're going to pray over them right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost. Men and women of God, prayer warriors, saints, come on. Pray for them. Pray for them. Don't let anybody be alone. Don't let anybody be alone. Oh, Holy Spirit, I need, to, I need to, one of our, 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 our male leaders here. Yes, amen. I need a couple more male leaders right over here. Maybe it's some, maybe it's some of, of the staff or, or some of the servant leaders. I need, I need some more leaders right here, right here, elders and leaders. Spirit of the Most High God. It's not too late. Come on, if somebody's already got somebody with just, just join in with them. Help people pray. Help people pray. There's, a, there's somebody I need somebody here. I need somebody here. I need people praying with these couples here. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit. Shh. Holy oh, Spirit of the Lord.